The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the streets, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise words more than words, and give me the spirit of Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen. The late Rachel Held Evans said this about Ash Wednesday. The short and simply beautiful liturgy of Ash Wednesday, which begins our annual commemoration of Jesus' march towards the cross, teaches us something that nearly anyone can agree on, whether you're part of a church or not, whether you believe it or you don't, whether you're a Christian or an atheist or an agnostic or someone 
whose faith experiences far transcend the laughable limits of labels. You know this truth deep in your bones. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. She goes on to say, I find this reminder humbling in the best possible way. It broadens my perspective. I belong to God's creation, to the glorious collection of cells and microbes, trees and flowers, oceans, mountains, forests, fields. She also says that she appreciates its candor. Death is part of life. We need to make time and space, not just to acknowledge that reality, but also celebrate it and to grieve it and to wrestle with it and to meditate on it. And in doing so, we will recall a central truth. We are not alone. All of humanity has to confront this reality, even Jesus himself. And the crucial thing to remember is that with God, Death is never the end of the story. Some of you will remember that we spent a few nights together enjoying food and fellowship in the Dine and Discover series taught by our rector, Jennifer. She began the first night talking about God, um, describing the beginnings of humanity in Genesis. We come from dust molded by the Creator. We are animated by the Ruach. In Hebrew, this means breath of God. God breathed life into us. It is this image of God as the one who molds us that is especially significant today. In a few moments, we will have the cross traced on our foreheads with ashes in a practice that reminds us of our own vulnerability our deep need for God, that our very existence is only a brief moment in the expanse of the creator of the universe. And yet, scripture tells us that God has counted every hair on your head. And God knew you before you were knit in your mother's womb. From the beginning, you were molded from the dust and made in the image of God, and you were wired for connection with the Almighty. Throughout our biblical narrative, we learn that God is constantly seeking us out, reaching out to us. God never gives up, despite our best efforts to sabotage our own flourishing. Jennifer shared with us during the course of the class, I think it was the second night, a connection that was so meaningful to me. She described the moment when Jesus died, when the scripture tells us that the curtain of the temple was torn in two, revealing the holy of holies, the dwelling place of God in the temple. Well, before that day, only the priests came into this part of the temple, having access to God and offering sacrifices on behalf of the people. Now, through Jesus, the barrier was finally removed. Through the person of Jesus, we encounter God fully human, 
fully divine. God chose to be born, suffer, and die as we do, to be God with us. Through Jesus, God removed that curtain and revealed God's deepest desire to be with us always, to be in relationship, and for us to be part of the coming of the kingdom of God, where death will no longer have the final word. Today's gospel is really about those barriers we create, the curtains that we put up between us and God, as if we can really hide from God. It's about the ways that we are distracted from the God who knew us before we were knit in our mother's womb, who counted every hair on our heads and formed us from the dust of the earth and breathed life into us. As I say to our nursery school children, God knew your name and counted every one of your fingers and toes and placed a spark in you, a light and love for the world to be a nightlight for those who are afraid. It's that God. Matthew's writing about the same God in his context, probably in Syria after the destruction of the temple to Jews deeply formed by the Pharisaic movement and the law. These Jews, they knew the law. And God knew that Matthew was telling them something important, that even then there were distractions and barriers that separated them and separate us from the love of God. Matthew is telling us and them that empty religiosity, it just isn't enough. Jesus hasn't come to abolish the law. Jesus has come to fulfill it, to insist that we move beyond it into the heart of the law. Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where is your treasure? I believe Jesus is confronting us, challenging us to dig deep and to come to terms with who and with what we worship. There is a hole in every human heart that can only be filled with the love of the one who molded us from the dust. It is our job to slow down and notice the ways that God is moving in the world. Theologian Barbara Brown Bartlett says this, the danger in Lent is that we go through the motions of discipline without learning how to live Lent. The danger is that we do everything right, but never ask ourselves how right behavior changes how we live our lives. We act one way, but we never ask ourselves, do we give to get? Are we raising our children for heaven or for Harvard? Do we pray because we're supposed to or because it gives us hope? It's a dangerous thing to lead a holy life, to ask the same questions of ourselves that Jesus asked of his disciples. I'd say she's right. It is dangerous.
Because this means change, and change is hard. And we resist it. It's dangerous because we have to face our own vulnerability, and we have to rely on God. Ask yourself, where is your heart? And what barriers are you placing between yourself and your God? Slow down. Listen more. However you need to do that, pray fast, give alms, repent, return to the Lord. We all get there a different way. And this community is here to help you find the way. We will read the word We will celebrate the Eucharist around this table. We will learn, and we will indeed pray. Early this morning, before the sun came up, before I looked at my phone, before I got up, got caught up in all the distractions of my day, my cat was purring in my lap, and my my dog was by my side in the quiet of my living room. And I just sat there, and I said, See me, Lord. See the one you formed from the dust and the clay, the one you breathed your spirit into. See me and all my brokenness. See the hole in my heart. Remove the curtain. Destroy the barriers the distractions that keep me from the fullness that is you. Make something new in me, even though I'm afraid. Mold me as only you can. Breathe your spirit into my lungs and love me back to you. These 40 days, ask each day to be made new. Welcome God into the mess into the cracks to really see you and really love you and stand in solidarity with those who do the same because that is the simple beginning of a holy Lent. Amen.